Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello, and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Hawker. Greg, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Tanner. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I've just been, I spent all day grinding on my thesis, so hopefully I can graduate in May and be be in the real world like you, you know? Well, you're finally almost there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so, I'm so ready. I'm looking forward to it. But um, before that happens, Greg, we, we got to do our podcast, you know? We, uh, Dude, the most important thing of your last semester in college is uh, is making the podcast. Yes, it is. And making it grow, too. So... We're just going to start this at the front. If anybody is listening and they like what we're doing here, please share it with your friends and your family and tell them all about us and give us some suggestions, feedback. We're yeah. open, open to open to uh, uh, all all of the all of the the nice criticism. <laughs> yes, know, yes, for constructive sure. criticism. Yes, please. Um, so, Greg, this this week is going to be interesting because. For the first time, I think, in this podcast history, all 11 episodes now, uh, we actually have more basketball information to, to talk about than football. Well, you know we're both big basketball guys, so it's about time. Yes. We're finally there. Yeah, we are excited. We are in the midst of basketball season. Uh, we're really excited about the the SEC Big 12 Challenge coming up this weekend, which we'll, we'll dive into more in a little bit. But even though it's not football season, we do still have a little bit of football news. And with the portal closing, there's there's not there's not a lot that's happened in the last week. Thankfully, I mean <laughs> it's about time. I think, uh, like we mentioned last week, every fan base could kind of breathe a sigh of relief because uh, your favorite player, uh, you know, they were liable to hop in the portal at any moment. And some fans, I think, saw that and happened to them. Others did not. Um, but finally it's closed only good news from here on out until, uh, May when it opens back up again, we've really only had one, uh, at least notable commitment, maybe only one commitment in general. I'm not really sure. uh, Tanner, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So this one was kind of interesting because it was very, very last minute. So last week we mentioned that the portal closed. I, I believe that was on the 19th of January. And um, a Georgia wide receiver by the name of A.D. Mitchell, he hopped in the portal and almost immediately signed with Texas. And this was somehow, I don't know if we missed it or if it happened right after we hopped off, after we stopped recording. I'm not entirely sure what it was. I, I mean, it, it was also tough to keep track, too, of, of who committed when and who hopped in the portal when. And um, these websites we've been using have been doing a great job of tracking it, but it's just, it's been so challenging to even keep up with it. Um, even, you know, obviously both of us being, uh, OSU grads, we follow OSU, but, but, and, and it's been hard to keep up with just OSU, much less the entire conference. Um, but yeah, AD Mitchell hopped in and almost immediately committed to Texas. And, uh, we don't really need to get into, um, the details of, uh, like what that means for Texas, other than that's a, a huge get. I mean, he. This is not a backup at Georgia. He, he, this is a receiver that got quality playing time and will probably come in and start immediately. If I had to guess. Yep. And I mean, he's going to have some really great quarterback play. He was a well. Four. We'll see about that. <laughs> 
he was a four-star coming out of high school, coming into Georgia, and yeah, so he's he's done good things at Georgia, and now now Texas is picking him up, and Coach Sark is probably pretty happy right now. Um, but speaking of coaches, Greg, we've had some we've had some uh, coaching changes here in the, here in the last week week and a half. What do you got for us? So we've had two notable ones. I mean, there's been a few um, position coach changes, but we don't we won't really get into those. But the two uh, bigger coaching changes is. Uh, Kendall Bryles was hired as the TCU offensive coordinator, hired from Arkansas. Um, uh, oh God, what's his first name? Lincoln Riley's little brother, Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley, thank you. He was the uh, original. He was TCU's offensive coordinator, and he left to go to Clemson uh, to be in that same position. So uh, TCU had a vacancy there, and they hired uh, Kendall Bryles. So uh, definitely, he's got some. Uh, he's got some Big Twelve background. <laughs> yes, yes. He previously coached at Baylor. Um, that, that, yeah, that was, that was an interesting situation. Hopefully everything goes well for him at TCU. Um, but yeah, there was, there was some, some possibly shady stuff that happened while he was. There was some backlash to this hiring too. And I mean, I don't think that, um, we really need to dive into the details of that, but it, it was for sure unexpected. I would say I, I didn't see, I didn't, I mean, they had a vacancy for all of, what like three or four days before they hired yeah. him? Yeah, it was less than a week. They filled the spot quick. Uh, meanwhile, the other coaching change um, would be the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. So um, Derek Mason. I don't think we mentioned this, but Derek Mason uh, is uh, retired. Took a sabbatical. Uh, he's not is no longer coaching. So he stepped down as Oklahoma State's uh, defensive coordinator. And OSU about two or three weeks later hired uh, Brian Nardo. From Gannon University, I've never heard of Gannon University Greg, before. Can you tell me where Gannon University is in God's green earth? It's in Pennsylvania. That's all I know um, because Mike Gundy infamously hired Mike Yurcich, uh from Shippensburg College or University in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Athletic Conference, um, which is a Division three school. I believe they're not Division two, but Division three at the time, and he got a little bit of questioning behind that hire as as he's getting on on this one. But Mike Yurcich turned out to be pretty pretty good. Uh, went on to be the offensive coordinator at Texas, then Ohio State, or maybe it was Ohio State, then Texas, and and now he's at Penn State, I believe. So uh, got another coordinator from you know the the uh, power conference of uh, Pennsylvania <laughs> Athletic Conference, yeah. the, the better PAC PAC conference. Ooh, you know, ooh, yes. That that's a hot take right there. Maybe, but um, yeah. So that, that's definitely an interesting hire from uh, Oklahoma State. But another another kind of small tidbit to mention. So Joe Bob Clements, who's been I want to say the linebacker and defensive line positional coaches for the last oh man I don't I don't even know how at many least years. five or six years right. I think he's he's been at Oklahoma State for a long time. He was elevated to co defensive coordinator, and I'm not sure if that's to help Coach Nardo in his adjustment to Oklahoma State, or if that's to basically pull in some of the stuff that previous defensive coordinators have have done, and Joe Bob does a, would be a really good fit uh, to help Brian Nardo, but we'll have to see what happens with that. I have a I have a legit question. Okay, what does it mean to be a co defensive coordinator? How does that work? I'd have to imagine because he he's been the 
linebacker and defensive line position coach for so long. He understands those positions probably very, very well and will basically continue to do that, but almost more of a more of an elevated role that might give you a little bit more money. Yeah, maybe I mean if I had to if I had to guess it'd be title plus salary, you know, yeah. maybe a little bit of a bonus. I just I just don't know behind the behind closed doors how that would work being like a co defensive coordinator. Like are you um are you second in line to like is he second in line to Nardo? Because like, I know that that Oklahoma State's not the only school to have like a co coach, so to speak. Um I don't know. That's just something I don't know, probably something we'll never know, but it, it intrigues me a little bit when these guys are elevated to a like a co uh, position, just because I'm not really 100 percent sure what that what that means. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I know what it means either, but supposedly they do. So we'll just have to. Well, I I, I hope it works for them. I hope it does. Yeah, me me too. Um, but Greg, so that's that's all of our all of our football news. All, a whole a whole less than 10 minutes. So that's I mean. If you're a basketball fan, you'll take that on this podcast. You'll take less football, more basketball. Isn't that right? But, Greg, I have to give you your flowers here. You have done a better job than I have at picking the basketball games this year. You're 16 and 10. Now, that's... It's not. You, it's still not still not great, but, I mean, you know. Yep. It's, it's up there, I would say. <laughs> and I'm sitting right at 500 at 13 and 13, so... You're definitely doing better than I am, and Greg and I were talking about our picks for this upcoming week, and honestly, we're looking pretty similar, so whatever happens, our picks will probably re- remain the same in that Greg will be ahead of me, if I had to guess. Well, I, I mean, I think statistically it'll be impossible for you to technically uh, catch up this week, because, I mean, with the Big 12 SEC Challenge, I think we see eye to eye on most of these games, however, uh, there will more than likely uh, inevitably be some games that that are upsets that we just are, don't have the uh, uh, don't have the insight to predict those but you know what it's not like we're going with the clear favorites here I think uh, I think we've got some reasoning behind our picks so yeah yeah I agree with you and so let's let's go ahead and move on to recapping this past week in basketball so first of all we have Oklahoma State beats Iowa State by two at home Iowa State was was on a run for a while and Iowa State led most of the game, actually. I think uh, they got up in the first half by 15 or 16. Yep. Uh, somewhere along those lines, and Oklahoma State was able to slowly chip away at that lead and um, was really a defensive battle, um, I believe. I don't remember the final score, but it was in the lower 60s, I think. Upper 50s, lower 60s. And Oklahoma State, uh, yeah. I think it might have been 61 to 59 or something like that. And Oklahoma State won by two, so... Really a, a much-needed win for Oklahoma State, and we'll get into the uh, bracketology of, of the week later. But um, being that OSU is right on that bubble, uh, Iowa State was ranked 12th at the time, so getting that win was, was absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that was a big win. And what I meant to say and be more clear was that Iowa State has been winning a bunch of games recently, and so so that was that was kind of a surprise a pro- surprise drop by them, especially being being up so big pretty early on. But um, good to see Oklahoma State fight back. Now, Greg, I think this one is this might be one of the biggest surprise wins or losses, depending on how you look at it, of the year. So TCU beat 
beats Kansas by 23. I said last week in my quick prediction, no way Kansas loses at the Fog. (laughs) And they got smoked. This wasn't even close. I mean, you have to give credit to TCU. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to just talk about Kansas. TCU is on a roll right now. We'll get to this in a second. They also. They also uh, destroyed OU uh, the other day. Um, so TCU is playing some really good basketball right now. And Tanner and I gave them some crap at the beginning of the year for uh, a game that that they dropped. And I, again, I forget the opponent. To Sam Houston State. That's who it was. That was OU. Oh, that's right. I, it was even. It was a lower school than that, even. Um, and then they also almost lost to Arkansas Pine Bluff. But I mean, they really turned it around. And 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 I think we said that. You know, Northwestern State was who they lost to. Yeah, that's it's such a generic name. I, that's why I couldn't remember it. But <laughs> I mean, you you would think they would have turned it around. I think Tanner and I kind of hoped and and guessed that. But to turn it around to the point where you're Honestly, playing as as I, I think right now you could say there's a lot of teams to be in the Big Twelve, but TCU's probably kind of got the target on their back as as one of the teams to be in the Big Twelve the way that they beat uh, Kansas this past week. Yep, I'd have to agree with you. And then moving on, Texas beats West Virginia by eight. In this game, I actually had West Virginia because they were playing in Morgantown, and I was like, oh, West Virginia's going to win because they're playing in Morgantown because they always win in Morgantown. And that did not happen. Texas, Texas has also been on a roll. They've been on a win, a good win, little win streak. You here. know, I, I I'm gonna have to. We didn't write down our picks last week, so I had to go back and listen to it. And I hate to break it to you, but you actually took Texas. Oh, I did. You took Texas. Oh, was it in a different game that I had West Virginia? I don't. I don't, know. I, I don't remember. But I just oh, I had to give you credit because you're bashing yourself over here when you actually picked Texas. Wow. But I did take West Virginia. Oh, that's what it was. And it, and it was because you convinced me that they don't lose in Morgantown. <laughs> and uh, I mean I don't know maybe you did that on purpose or something, but <laughs> but I was wrong. It was a great win for Texas. I mean they were. Uh, West Virginia was favored to win, I believe, in this game. Probably by um, one I think, or two. I think it was a close to a pick'em game, but West Virginia was a a small favorite, and even Texas being a top fifteen team on the road, that's a that's a great win. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I can't believe I'm gonna have to go back and and clip that. We'll we'll act like that didn't happen. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't. We don't clip anything on this podcast. We're we're we're, we're real with our listeners, even in our mistakes. Oh yeah. But then we have Kansas State beating Texas Tech by 10 points. I mean, it's kind of what you expect from Kansas State at this point. Especially at home. And against the worst team in the Big 12. Um, we'll, get to, we'll get to Tech's struggles here in, here in a minute. But then Baylor beats OU by two. Outside of the next OU game we're about to talk about, OU has played pretty Everyone much everyone team. really, really, really close. I would say this is kind of in the same category as uh, Texas's win at West Virginia. It's one of those where you've got a ranked team on the road. Uh, Iowa State at OSU is another example of this. OSU was able to pull off the like quote-unquote upset, even though Vegas lines there, it was more of a pick'em game. Same thing for Baylor and OU. I'm not sure who was the favorite in this, but it was a very, very close uh, line. And Baylor is able to pull out a close one, so kind of in that same category as the Texas win at West Virginia, just a quality road win, and you'll take you'll take that uh, no matter what if you're ranked or or not. So, right, and then we have the next game we have is another Baylor game, and they beat Kansas by six. So, at this point, excuse me, at this point, 
Kansas has lost three straight. K-State, TCU, and Baylor. What are your thoughts on that, Greg? I think the only game that really alarms me is the TCU game. I don't I don't think I don't think there's reason to necessarily freak out 100%. Um I think Kansas State look, it was a rivalry game in Manhattan and Kansas took them to overtime. They had like three players foul out and they still were I mean a ridiculous alley-oop away from at least taking that to another overtime. So I don't, that game doesn't really, that loss doesn't bother me too much. The Baylor loss, again, you're on the road. Baylor's really hot right now. It's not like they got blown out. It doesn't bother me too bad. It's really just that TCU one at home that that shocks me. And so I think that's sending everyone over the edge. Um, I think Kansas will be fine. I just, um, really shakes up the top of the uh, standings though. Yeah, yeah, it does make, Things look a lot interesting. Although, I mean, Kansas was already at nine, so I'm sure that they're going to drop to the low teens this this next week in the AP poll. But either way, we now have Texas beating Oklahoma State by 14 in Austin. It just it just really seemed like Oklahoma State was really missing their their center, their main block man, Musa Cisse, and they have been even in the. Even in the games they've won, the Iowa State and the OU game, it's he's an obvious um, mispresence. I mean, he was um, top in the country, top 10, top 5 in the country in blocks per game, um, was nearly averaging a double-double. He was right around 9.5 points a game, 11, 12 rebounds. And so they're obviously missing him. They've had guys step up. But um, Texas just played really well. They never let OSU uh, every every miniature run OSU seemed like they were going to get on was quickly stopped by a Texas three or uh, a Texas dunk or something like that. So uh, really, really good win by um, Texas. Just, again, you have to defend home court, and they were able to do so. Yeah, Texas, Texas in this game just really didn't – honestly, they didn't miss that much. I mean, Their they, they, had, they, had, like, whoa, they had like 85, 86 points. I mean, it was a ridiculous outing, especially because this is already a rematch. We're already getting to the point in the season where we're seeing rematches in this this game and, and Stillwater a couple weeks ago was in the was in the I think it was like sixty something to fifty something. Texas won by very similar margin. I think they won by ten. But uh yeah, much different game in Austin, so Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then we have Iowa State beating Kansas State by four. Now, okay, before we, we talk about this game. If I had told you at the beginning of the season that Kansas State and Iowa State would be the top two teams in the conference standing about halfway through the season, what what would you say to me? I I don't honestly know how what would surprise me at this <laughs> point. Uh, I feel like we've seen <clears throat> excuse me. I feel like we've seen everything. Um, but were these not the two teams that were probably picked? Kansas State I know was picked at the bottom. Um, Iowa State. I'd have to pull. I don't know what the preseason rankings are, but it'd be it'd be hilarious to go back and look because I guarantee you, no one, no one saw this coming. Yeah, this was this was this was this is weird. But anyways, Iowa State beat, beats Kansas State by four. So close game you'd expect from the top two teams in the Big Twelve. Um, Home team comes out on top. Yep. So I mean, it, it, I feel like that's the way it goes when it comes down to these super close games. But I mean. Iowa State will be visiting Kansas State here shortly, so <laughs> again they'll they'll get to play again 
could be a four point win for Kansas State. Who knows? But um, then we have TCU beating OU by twenty seven. So their their last two losses are. Com- oh, excuse me. Wins. TCU's last two wins are averaging about twenty five points a game. That's. Yeah, that's wild, especially when you <laughs> especially I think every single game we've talked about has has been at least at least not maybe not down to the to the last possession or so, but it's been it's been close. It's been within each losing team has been within striking distance even with like, you know, a couple minutes to go. So, TCU getting two blowout wins is pretty shocking. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see if you're TCU, it's bad to see if you're basically everybody else in the Big 12. No. And then finally we have West Virginia beating Texas Tech by thirteen. So this is not necessarily a blowout, but a nice a nice solid win for West Virginia. Honestly shocking to me. I don't know what's going on with Texas Tech right now. Yeah. I really don't. But this was in Lubbock and they have a notoriously tough home crowd. Um they usually have a lot of students. They I mean, I don't know what their crowd looked like, uh the other night being that they were 0-7 um, playing West Virginia, now 0-8 in Big 12 play. But, I mean, West Virginia, again, is a bubble team um, and needed to win this game. I mean, Texas Tech, it's shocking that they're the last place team in the Big 12 because I would still consider them a, a quality basketball team. Like They're by no means like your, your average like cellar dweller in a, in a conference. Um, and so even going on the road to play them is not a guaranteed, oh, it's the worst team in the Big 12 are going to win. I mean, you've, you've still got to play really, really well. Um, and West Virginia did. So, yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. And so we kind of, we kind of mentioned er- this earlier, but let's, we're going to run through the conference standings really quick. I know it's, it's probably going to be a lot. It's going to be like drinking from a fire hose here, but we're going to run through all 10 teams and going to see. Maybe surprises, um, some shocks, or what What our thoughts are. So, number one, Iowa State. Number two, K-State. Number three, Texas. Four is TCU. Five is Baylor. Six is Kansas. Seven is Oklahoma State. Eight is Oklahoma. Nine is West Virginia. And ten is Texas Tech bringing in the rear with an 0-8 conference record. Dang, you just have to call them out again. Well, I think <laughs> so. I kind of I compiled this list when I, when we were doing our pod prep, but I don't know. It it just didn't click to me that Kansas was ranked sixth in the conference. Yeah, I think the thing we should mention about these standings is one to six is there's a clear discrepancy between six and seven. Um, one through six, I'm not saying is like. Um, like irreplaceable, like or uh, like you can switch them around. Interchangeable. Yeah, but it's close. Kansas could still finish first in the conference, and I wouldn't be shocked. Um, however, Oklahoma State at seven versus Kansas at six—that's the difference between a three and five conference record from OSU and I would what was Kansas? Is Kansas five and three now? Probably. I'd have to think they're five and three. Um, yes, yes, they're five and three because and, and, they've and, went on a and three game losing streak. Two games in the in uh, a conference uh, in your conference record like that. That's a that's a very large margin. Um, so seven to ten minus Texas Tech. So maybe I should say seven to nine 
and and we'll get to this in a second the bra- the bracketology but OU OU OSU and West Virginia are all basically competing for seventh place um which uh, in my opinion will probably be the uh last Big 12 team in the tournament yeah so i did i did kind of run through the standings standings real quick there but seriously by record, not not necessarily by head to head. By record, Iowa State, Kansas State, and Texas are technically all tied for first, and then TCU, Baylor, and Kansas are all tied for second place in the conference. Or I guess, I guess technically that would be fourth place, but they all have the second best record. Yes, uh, whatever you want to call it. Yes, yeah. And then you, so that's six and two for all three first place teams, and that's five and three. For all three second place teams, and then you drop from five five and three to three and five, and it, and then it just falls off the map from there. Yeah, I mean, and again, that's not to say that that once you get past six, it's a bunch of nobodies. But I mean, clearly one through six, you're talking about. Um, I mean, they're all top twenty five teams, all top twenty teams for that matter, and we can run through their rankings really quickly. So these will start to matter less and less as we get closer to March, just because you are, I mean, most fans will be looking at their projected seeding in uh, the NCAA tournament rather than their top 25 ranking. But we can just run through them real quick. So Kansas State is sitting at fifth in the country. Kansas is ninth. Like Tanner mentioned, they'll probably drop um, after uh, after this weekend because they did lose to Baylor. Texas is at ten. TCU's 11, Iowa State at 12, and Baylor is at 17. So you have you have five teams making up the top 12 in the country. I mean, Kansas, Texas, TCU, Iowa State, it's 9, 10, 11, 12. It's four teams in a row just right there. Yeah. But yeah, so that's really impressive. You have you have all your all of your top six in your conference ranked. That's that's a really, really good sign. So Greg, you've been kinda you've been kind of mentioning bracketology. Um from my understanding of the English language, bracketology would mean the studying of bracket brackets. Would you would you explain to us what what bracketology is and why it matters right now? So bracket bracketology <laughs> is essentially the it, it, it's it's an imperfect science in which the quote unquote experts uh, project out the tournament. So I mean they'll they'll build it from all four regions and. Each, 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 each seed, one to sixteen, even the four, uh, even the four play-in teams. So it's um, don't know how they determine the regions or anything like that. But again, what you're kind of looking for here is your projected seeding, um, and then the most one of the more interesting things, and and this is for uh, the OSU, OU, and West Virginia fans, is looking at the bubble. Uh, so the bubble are teams in which might have a chance to make it, might need to do some more work. They're basically either right there, just barely making it, or they're just on the outside looking in. Meaning one good win or one bad loss could make or break their season, which is an insane amount of of pressure as you get down the stretch. Um, So Tanner, why don't you, can you run us through some of the, uh, we mentioned how many top ranked teams we have. Should we talk about their projected seedings? Yeah. Yeah, we can we can definitely do that. So we have Kansas State and Kansas. So go Sunflower State. You guys are projected to be both two seeds. 
Texas and Iowa State are listed as three seeds, and Baylor and TCU are both listed as four seeds, which is crazy. You go from the top six teams in your conference being four seed or better, and then everybody else is on the the bubble. Yeah. So, first off, that's insane to have six teams in the top, essentially 16 teams as as listed in the top 16 teams of the country um there's no other conference that is even close to that um and the fact that a middle of the road big 12 team is a four seed in the NCAA tournament speaks volumes about the strength of the conference but yeah Tana like you mentioned then you get to uh the rest and you're looking at the first four teams that are projected to be out of the tournament so just again narrowly missing out are OU, so in, in, in this order, OU, OSU, and West Virginia. Um, so OU is currently projected to be the literal first team out. Um, OSU right behind them and West Virginia right behind them. So, again, this comes out once a week, and it comes out similar to when the rankings do before all the uh, weekday games start. So these are not counting the uh, Tuesday and Wednesday games that Tanner and I just read off. Uh, and and the Monday game, um, but yeah, OU. I would imagine getting blown out by TCU that does not do them any favors, especially considering OU is at home. Uh, OSU losing to Texas, I think, it obviously doesn't help them, but I don't think it hurts too bad. They didn't get blown out; they were on the road. They put up a halfway decent fight, uh, and then West Virginia uh, beating Texas Tech that helps. That really helps them. I I don't know if that moves them into the uh, uh, last teams in rather than the last teams out, but it, it, it'll it probably put them above OU. Yeah, yeah. And the closer we get to March, so we're we're about what, I guess? We're halfway through the – are we are we about halfway through the conference slate? Pretty... A little less than halfway through because there's, there's 18 conference games. We're eight games in right now. Yep, so after – well, I guess after this next set of conference games, next week we will be halfway through. But um, so you gave your numbers, Greg. You gave your really interesting numbers there. I'm going to give mine now. So I I did this before earlier in the season, right before we started conference play, and now that we're like we just mentioned, almost halfway through conference play, I wanted to give some statistics for uh, I guess top ten, top eleven, depending on depending on where you look, uh, for statistics in the nation. So Marquise Noel from Kansas State is second in the nation in assists. I don't – He was he was top five when you did it earlier, right? Yes, yes. He's, he's been on a roll. Yes, and then we have – Dewan. Dewan. There we go. Thank you. Dewan Harris Jr. from Kansas is fifth in the nation in assists. So, I mean, from your point guards, that's exactly what you want to see. The Sunflower State just really, just really putting the conference on their back. But also, I mean, not only does that does that mean that your point guards are making good passes, but that means that your shooting guards, your small forwards, your bigs are making the plays. Yeah, they're finishing. Yep. Yeah. So then we have uh, Iowa State is in, excuse me, is ninth in the nation in points allowed per game. So that I mean, obviously, is showing you that their defense is very solid. Um, in all the games that they're playing, yeah, I think they're I think they're holding their opponents to like ten or eleven points 
um, 10 or 11 points below like their season average in scoring, which is which is just crazy. That's that's I mean that's your goal as a team is to yeah make them make each player score below his um, his scoring average, but also that that would then lead to the entire team scoring yeah. below their point average. And then Kevin McCuller uh, from Texas Tech is 11th in the nation in steals. So even though from Texas Tech, but plays for Kansas now. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's I have to right. mention. So, fun, Thank fun, you. fun fact: I played against this guy in high school. Oh, did you know that? I did not know that. So he's 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 a San Antonio native himself. Ah, yes, Kansas um, transferred. Yes, but this is I his apologize. first year at. This is his first year at. He spent three years at Tech, I think. Maybe even maybe even four. I could I could be wrong on that. He spent a long time at Texas Tech. Though. Well, I was gonna say it was a <laughs> it's a bright spot for Tech, but uh obviously no. it's not a bright spot no, anymore. No, <laughs> I don't think we've I don't think we've said a positive thing about Tech on this episode, but it's all right. We haven't made our predictions for this week yet, so let's just say Lubbock is the Paris of Texas. How does that sound? We can we can make that up. I don't know. All right. So, this upcoming week, Greg, you know what? It just means more. It, does, does it, it just means more. <laughs> so we got the SEC Big Twelve Challenge, and are they the, gonna are they gonna continue this when OU and Texas go to the SEC? Because I hope they do. I hope so. That'd be kind of fun. I hope they I hope they make Texas travel to Texas Tech every year, <laughs> and I hope they make OU come to Stillwater every year. <laughs> that would be awesome. But if if you guys didn't know, I was just making that joke. It it just means more. That's that's the SEC's whole mantra, basically. Slogan. Yeah, it's yeah. Their, it's their slogan. So. First, the first game we have is Ole Miss at Oklahoma State. Greg, who you got? Go Pokes. Oklahoma Same State. here. I'm going to roll with Oklahoma State. Even though Oklahoma State is in the, honestly, the lower tier of the Big 12 currently. Ole Miss is, Ole last, Miss is, Ole Miss is literally last in the SEC. So Oklahoma State, again, going back to bracketology, it doesn't do much for them if they win. But, boy, it would hurt them if they lost. This is not one you want to lose. So, uh, Pokes need this if they want to uh, stay in that, uh, right in that bubble. And then we have Auburn at West Virginia. Um, I are you going? Are you going with the home team? Yes, yes, I'm doing it this time. I'm tricking myself into it, like I almost tricked you into it. Honestly, because you're doing it this week, it's probably going to be right. But I'm going to go with Auburn. I again, not really much of a rhyme or reason. I struggled when I went through this list. To not pick every single Big Twelve team because that's how that's how badly I believe in the conference. But I know that that's not how college basketball works. Even though yes, the Big Twelve is the is the stronger conference. I know we're not sweeping this. So I I mean there's a few of these I just force myself to pick SEC teams. Yeah. So this was one of them. I again just to clarify, we'll be cheering for every Big Twelve school <laughs> in this. This is the best week of the year. I mean. Uh, Maybe not the best week of the year, but it's 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 the easiest week of the year for Tanner and I because there's a a, a clear good guy a, and bad guy. There's a clear good and bad guy in each game. So yes, thank yes. you. And then we have Alabama at OU. Future future conference conference mates, but currently currently foes. Greg, who do you have here? I I've got Alabama, and unless OU has a crowd, I think Alabama might roll over them because OU has not been playing well lately. Yep. I'm going to go with you there. Alabama. Um, Iowa State at Mizzou. An old Big 12 foe. That, these are always fun for me. I love I love the old Big 12. I miss it. And I especially love the old Big 12 when it comes to basketball. Um, I don't think Missouri has been the same since they've left the Big 12. But that's a, that's a whole different topic. 
I'll take Iowa State. Most, most schools haven't, honestly. No. I'm yeah. also I'm also going with Iowa State here. Then we have – I mean, so, someone's got to win this game, right? So we have Texas Tech at LSU. LSU is on a seven-game losing streak. Tech is on an eight-game losing streak. So, There's a combined one conference win between these two opponents. This is this is I mean, I I still think it'll be a good game. I'm not dismissing that just because neither of these teams are very good. I'm gonna take Texas Tech. I think uh, my reasoning is the the bottom of the Big Twelve is better than the bottom of the SEC. I think you're probably right, but LSU is the home team, so I'm I'm just gonna stick with LSU on this That's one. Fair. And they do have a conference win, so they do that, have one. That, it might have been four weeks ago, but they have one. They have. A conference win. And then we have TCU at Mississippi State. Greg? Uh, TCU. They're rolling. Yeah. TCU for me too. When your last two wins are, first of all, against very, very quality opponents, and they're by an average of 25, yeah, I'll take you. I, I will say, though, I mean, it could be – it has the potential to be your stereotypical trap game. I mean, Mississippi State's probably not going to be a fun place to play. And like you just said, Tanner, they have they have walked through their last two opponents. And you would think mentally it's not going to be as big of a challenge playing Mississippi State instead of, you know, Kansas and Lawrence. But uh, I, I still think TCU is going to win. I just, just a fair warning to, yep. you know. That's, that, that's understandable. Just a caveat of, of my pick. Yeah. And then we have... Arkansas at Baylor. Greg, what you got there? It's going to be a fun game, I think. I've got Baylor. If this was at Arkansas, I might have to take Arkansas, but uh, I'll, I'm going to take Baylor. Yep, I'm I'm there with you. Uh, I'll take Baylor as well. Texas at Tennessee. The two T's, some orange mixed in there, and I mean, I'm just going to root for the team with the T, I guess. Or the team wearing orange. Yeah, either one. I'll take Tennessee. I'll take Tennessee as well. Um, then we have Florida at Kansas State. Has Florida? Do you think any of the players from Florida have ever been to Kansas before? No, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I could. Yeah, no. I'm gonna take Kansas State. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna take Kansas State. That's as a well. great question. <laughs> <laughs> then we have. Honestly, this this could be. This is your blue blood matchup. Yep, so. Kansas at Kentucky. This is gonna be this is gonna be fun. Kansas needs this one. Uh, they they need a morale boost. And I know I mentioned earlier, there's no reason for Kansas fans to panic. I think you're still fine. Uh, I'm gonna pick Kentucky, and if my prediction's right, Kansas will probably go into full on panic mode, even though there's still no need to. Um, but I'll take Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, even if Kansas does drop this game, they're gonna be fine. I'm going with Kansas. I think, like you just said, they've dropped the last three. I think they're going to be fired up going they, into this They're due. Game. They they're are. Due. Kentucky still won at a Fog Island last year, so maybe Kansas can repay the favor. Yes. And then we got – so that was the entire – That'll be all Saturday. That That's was a lot the, of basketball. That was the entire SEC Big 12 Challenge. Um, not Obviously not every SEC team is playing because the Big 10 – excuse me, the Big 12 only has 10 teams and the SEC has – 14 currently so that's all right we'll get to throw houston at houston at them next year and they'll really don't know what hit them so yes sir um so moving on to conference games this will be this will be a mix between monday tuesday and wednesday so i think monday we have we have two games tuesday we have two games and wednesday we have a game so 
First first game on Monday is Baylor at Texas. I'm going to pick Texas. I think they'll bounce back from my projected my projected loss of theirs at Tennessee. I'm going to take Baylor. I think they're going to go on a little skid after their loss at Tennessee. Um, then we have Iowa State at Texas Tech. Greg? Uh, until Tech proves otherwise, I probably won't pick them. Iowa State. So, okay. In our little in our little document we have here, I have written down Iowa State. But let it let it all be known. Are you changing? Texas Tech is going to pick up their first conference. Win. I can't wait to I can't wait to bookmark this. <laughs> and it's either going to be a great take or it'll go into our life. We need to make a cold take segment. So uh, for starring my my TCU is not winning at Fog Allen. I'll take Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. We need to start writing these down because I can go back and flag it, and then we can just start playing clips from previous, previous bad takes of ours and of other people's as well. But so, yep, I am officially changing my Iowa State pick to Texas Tech. Then on Tuesday we have Kansas State at Kansas. Kansas is gonna get revenge here. Yes, the, their their fans are not letting them lose this game. Yes, I agree. The fans will literally put them put the team on their back and make sure they win. Fans. They'll, you know, maybe sway the refs a little bit. <laughs> okay, we don't need to talk <laughs> Who about Who knows? <laughs> and then we have West Virginia at TCU. Uh, TCU's got to lose eventually, right? I mean, they have to. I'm, I'm not going to pick them to lose to West <laughs> okay, Virginia. Okay, I, like, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I, I, I'll take TCU. Maybe next week I'll pick them to lose. I will take TCU as well. And then another... We got Bedlam rematch, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma and Norman this time. Greg and I will actually be there, so we're super excited. This will be my first game at in Norman, so same here. You won't catch uh, you won't catch us being unbiased in this one. Yep. We when we're it. at the game, we'll be unbiased now. Well, kind of. We'll see. <laughs> I I think I all all biases aside, I I do think Oklahoma State's the better team. Um, maybe. Maybe they'll have Musa Cisse back at this point. Um, I think he's still maybe a couple of games out from being uh, from being healthy. But um, I, I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I although will. although OU needs OU needs this badly, and so does OSU. I mean, you're talking about two teams that are on the outside looking into the tournament. So I know I know we 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 picked Alabama, but if OU got a win against Alabama on Saturday, what that would do. For, for oh my god! For their their spot in the bracket, they would they'd slide right into to one of those last four teams in yes. I think easily. Yes, because Alabama is what are they are they they're fourth in the country? Second, they're two. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I that think, that would be a, that would be a great win for OU. Yeah, I I kind of think that they might be. Uh, let's let's see here really quick. Pause for the internet to load. All right, we're back. Um, we have. They've okay. got to be a one seed. If they're two in the Alabama. Country. Yes, Alabama is a one seed. Yeah. Oh, oh, you, oh, I mean, talk about a huge opportunity, though. You know, I mean, you got them at home too. Not that, not that necessarily Lloyd Noble is known for being the most intimidating atmosphere, but much better than traveling to Tuscaloosa. So, yeah. Yep. You're not wrong about that. So you, oh, oh you or OSU. So I'm, your I'm last take, pick. I'm taking Oklahoma State. All right. Guaranteed. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> two 
two OSU fans picking OSU and Bedlam. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> yes, yes. But realistically, like you and I were at the first game. Um, we were. And honestly, Oklahoma State outplayed Oklahoma. There, there really wasn't a question about that. And I'm sure that Mike Boynton is going to have the pokes riled up for for the next Bedlam matchup, which I'm sure Porter Moser will also try to have. They can play the revenge factor, but I I do think, I do think after actually like, it's different when you get to watch games in person, honestly, like, and then, you know, doesn't go to commercial break. You get to see everything. I think objectively speaking, uh, Oklahoma state really is a, they they are a solid team. Uh, OU is too, but I, I think, uh, with the last couple that OU's dropped, they, they need a few wins. I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen for him. I think Alabama's too good, and uh, I think Oklahoma State, especially if fully healthy, will will beat him as well. Yep, I'd have to agree with you there. All right, well, everybody, if like I mentioned at the top, if you would please share this with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your dog, anybody, uh, we would love to basically build this platform so all Big 12 fans can share their thoughts and fears and concerns about their, their schools. We'd greatly appreciate a follow. Please give us give us a review. Please give us a five-star review, but you don't have to. Um, and let us know what we can do better for y'all. Yeah, I, all of that. <laughs> I agree. Awesome. And Greg and I, we've, we've gotten a little more comfortable around the mic, and so we're starting to have a little bit more fun with it. But yeah, so please give us any comment, comments or questions or concerns. You can find us at Around the 12 on Twitter and Instagram. And I said it a couple of weeks ago, but I'm actually going to make an, a Facebook this time. So oh, if you're on Facebook, We're Facebook official. Yes, yes, we are Facebook official. So find us on Facebook, I guess, at, at around the 12 there as well. So we thank you. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>